Coming to you from the Morningstar Mission sponsored studio, this is Carl and Crew Mornings. I don't know if this is still the slogan, but there used to be a popular uh, potato chip. Uh-huh. Oh. And the slogan was, once you pop, you just, you can't, just stop. can't stop. Was that Pringles? You got it. Yes. Woo-hoo. Oh, man. You, they are correct, too. I got a couple can of Pringles in my pantry right now, not going to lie. <laughs> oh, they're so good. And once the you flavor. pop. <laughs> this is Garland. Good morning. I'm oh, Allie. Man. Yeah, by the way. <laughs> by the way, random start to the show. Yeah. What's something that you just can't get enough of? Oh, once man. you get going, you can't stop. For me, it's flaming hot Cheetos. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Orange fingers and a hole in your tongue. Yeah, yeah, right? absolutely. It's so good. I, I literally think I have taken some taste buds off of my tongue for <laughs> oh, some of the sittings man. I've had with hot Cheetos because it's. Oh man, if you're not paying attention, and this can be with a lot of different types of chips, Pringles as well. Uh, if you just aren't paying attention, you can go through a whole bag in a sitting. They're light enough to not make you feel full. When you're done eating them. Until <laughs> until you regret. Until it all goes south yeah. from there. Super die. What's something food or otherwise that you Popcorn. Get? Popcorn. And that, that's right. It doesn't have to be flavored or anything. Just, just popcorn. Just popcorn. I love popcorn. Do you have to have like butter or no, salt on no. it? You just, just plain old popcorn. Popcorn. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Ellie? Um, mine would probably be like if I have like a mini mini candies like like halloween candy or something mm-hmm. oh, the fun size if it's thing. in the fun size okay like it, it, <laughs> or anything <laughs> where it's like just one more just yeah, one more yeah absolutely this is my last handful i promise yep that's <laughs> what you say and then you just can't stop so we're talking about the four attributes of a disciple today so we're going somewhere with this and today we're going to talk about what it means to be a consumer of scripture to really take it in and not be able to stop in the same way that you would take in potato chips or candy where it's pleasurable. You gain something from it. But the good part is scripture. You actually gain something yes. that benefits you. It nourishes you. Mm-hmm. Candy and Pringles can't do that. No. <laughs> no, no, no. We'll talk more about it with Carl coming up. The craziest carpool in Chicagoland. We're Carl and Crew Mornings. It's Carl and Crew Mornings here on Moody Radio. We're talking about uh, the attributes of a disciple this week. I'm going to stop, though, and wish um, Super Die has a very special day today. I, I do. You do. Her birthday do. is not until October. I was like, wait a minute. Nope, nope it's not her birthday. Mm, uh, but no. I do feel like this is something that needs to be mentioned and celebrated. Okay. It, it is National Popcorn Day. National Popcorn Woo! Day! It's <laughs> Super Die. Nice. <laughs> Already mentioned your love of popcorn yes. once I today. I should have taken the day off. Hello. <laughs> it's a holiday. What am I doing here? <laughs> Are you a fan of the Garrett's Chicago style uh, popcorn? Whatever popcorn. I am not super picky. Will you stand in line? Have you seen the line oh. at Garrett's sometimes? No. Oh, yeah, no, absolutely. I haven't stood in line or anything. We have a nice popcorn store in Northwest Indiana. Oh, okay. And she I mean, it's got variety. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> well, it's got like. Three different walls up to the ceiling of flavored popcorns. Are I'm you, not kidding. A flavored? Uh, I, yeah. Like what kind of yeah. flavors? Oh. Name it. Candy bar flavors. Um, oh. Hot, like, flavors. That yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. Think spices flavored. Cheddar. Cheese flavors. Okay. And I mean multiple cheese flavors. Caramel flavors. You name it. Flavored mm. popcorn. All right, Super Die. Now I got a question for you. <laughs> when you come to I've come to oh. your I've come to your house. I have taken all the supplies of popcorn except for one flavor of your choice. 
you can only have that flavor for the rest of your life. What flavor are you choosing for popcorn for the rest of your life? I'll just take plain. I'm okay. Plain. Okay. Yeah, I'm okay with that. Plain. Yeah. yeah okay you know, I really love a good kettle corn. Kettle corn's oh, good. Kettle yeah. corn. Okay. That sort of sweet, salty sweet, mix yeah. is my jam. Yeah, that's good. I like uh, when that. I go visit my parents, there's a they have a like a local farmer's market. Mm. And there you go. They have the best <laughs> kettle corn and they you know, they're making it out there and they put yeah. it in this big giant bag that's making me hungry (laughs) yeah i'm hungry too it's happy national popcorn day to you super die and anyone else who's a popcorn lover coming up back to our topic for attributes of a disciple coming to you live from the morning star mission sponsored studios this is carl and crew mornings on 90.1 fm moody radio good to have you with us this morning we've got three in studio one at home. Yes. It's true. Carl. <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Wait, just up. let him sleep. Okay. Sounds like he fell asleep. All right. You want me to wake him up? Wake him up. Wake up! Oh, wow. Are you there? Did it work? Yeah, I'm, I'm here, you right, crazy cool. whack job. <laughs> Wacko. Yeah. Crazy man. That's what I do That's best. I love you. <sighs> love you, too. Uh, yeah, I'm doing good here. I am at home. I'm still fighting this whatever it is. Ooh, this is a bad one. Oh, man. It's so a sorry. bad one. And I got jet lag, so don't cry for me, but I'll tell you a story. I got up, <laughs> I think, at 10 or 11 p.m. after got- sleeping like six, seven hours, and I've been oh. up since then. So, oh, no. so, so all my jet lag hasn't gotten fixed because I haven't been, been able to. up since 10 yeah. o'clock last night? Got some good stuff going, though. <laughs> Carl, it's, I'll turn Well, around. I mean, think about it, though. Oh, you get turned yes. around when you jet lag oh, over yeah. to Israel. And, and you're sick I, on top of And it. I never had a chance to get it turned around. So, oh, man. Wow. Uh, it'll be fine. Okay. This, is, this is nothing. Okay. It's not like running the Iditarod or something. This is small well, potatoes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> small potatoes. Small potatoes. We're going to make it there. By the way, I do have, uh, I have, I have a concern. Oh, okay. Oh, I, didn't, I didn't get in that discussion in the five o'clock hour, but I heard it. Ah, uh-huh. okay. uh, I heard it. Could somebody check Jonathan's tongue right now? <laughs> oh my hot Cheeto addiction! <laughs> yeah, could you could you open that up? I know that Allie can't see it, but take a quick look, Super. I make sure there's no <laughs> holes in it. I will. Yeah, I will. do that real, do real quick, okay. just from a distance. Uh, Any holes? Uh, no, no. Yeah, we're good. We're, we're still good. We're That's intact. a miracle. That's a miracle. <laughs> Did you so want to weigh in on that? Yes. When you when you get going, what no, do you I, I prayed for you guys like crazy oh, after Lord. I heard that portion. I'm like, oh my word, you guys crack me up <laughs> to no end. I would say I'm with Super Die though. I like uh, I like popcorn, but I gotta have the butter pounded to that thing. Oh, ah. okay, okay. Oh yeah, just pour the butter all over it. If it's if Agreed. it's got your hands like palms with butter on it, then you've oh, buttered my. your popcorn. You've done it right. The kind that's gonna like permanently. <laughs> stain a shirt oh, yeah. when you when oh, yeah. like, grease yeah. stains. Yeah. I mean, the only way to eat that stuff is like with an art smock on. Oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> You're talking favorite snack food, by the way. Oh, <laughs> just got to go at it. Yeah, yeah pretty cool. Uh, I got a quiz for you guys this morning. Okay. Okay. Uh, pop quiz. Whoever gets it first, Carl's going to give you a can of sardines. I'm out so on I'll this. I'll let Allie take this I'm one. Out. Well, okay, but you can give it back to me. So okay, okay. Then, you, then look at the blessing here. I gift you something. You get to re-gift <laughs> it. All right, so here's the question. How many commandments are there in the Bible? Oh, man, in the Bible. Uh, Twelve. I'm going to say two. 
Okay, I I would I would say ten because uh, you know the whole Ten Commandment thing, but I'm going to guess that's not the right answer. It seems too obvious. Okay, none of none of you are spot on, but you're pretty close. Okay, you're pretty close. You did good. it's very interesting, but there was one new commandment given, actually the great commandment out of mm-hmm. Matthew 22. That's what yeah. you're referring to, Young Thunder, and that's what you were referring to, Allie. Yeah. Uh, and the, the the great commandment, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, right? Yes. And, right. and the other one is like it, love your neighbor as yourself. Right. Yes. The reason we find that in Scripture is because that's a... That's a synopsis of the Ten Commandments, because the first five-ish of the Ten Commandments are vertical with mm-hmm. our relationship with God. The back five are with others. So what Jesus did is he encapsulated the Ten Commandments into two. But yes. if we're going by the pure, how many commandments are there in Scripture, just straight up, you'd have to go 11. Hmm. Yeah, I guess because uh, are you thinking the Great Commission? Nope. What are you thinking? I'm not thinking that. I'm gonna I'm gonna let the boom crew Ooh. figure it out. What's the eleventh commandment, guys? It's in the scriptures. The eleventh commandment. The eleventh commandment. Now, before okay. you stone me for being a heretic, I'm actually <laughs> right on this one. So, go go easy on your friend Carl here. But um, yeah, we're, so why don't we give it to the? Can we give it to the first person that calls in, or is that Let's not legal? Do, can we do text? Is yeah. that okay? Text. Yeah, yeah. whatever. Whatever okay. you want to do. So the first person to text in with the correct answer will get a Carl and crew prize pack the question again what is the 11th commandment that carl's talking about in scripture we'll play a song here give you a minute to think about it but the first person to text the correct answer gets a carl and crew prize pack 312-274-9624 text 312-274-9624 carl we've had a couple people uh, get this correct i've already contacted the person whose answer hit our inbox first you want to give us the correct answer? Yeah, a well, lot of guesses. A, a lot of good guesses here. Um, there was, uh, let, let me hit some of these guesses here. I actually have a computer open today. I'm getting so sophisticated Ooh, here at home. Great. It's unbelievable. Very nice. Well, Don't get too comfortable there. Though. No, I'm just thinking this is working really well right now. You are coming back. Yes, I am. I'm looking at a bunch of these. Great Commission was mentioned a lot. I get that. Uh, to follow the teachings of Jesus. I totally get that. Uh, do not I'll, fear. Came do in not fear. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a lot of calls on our life, but it's actually where Jesus said a new commandment I give to you is John 13, 34 and 35. So before we give away the content, we got a winner. But coming up here in a moment, what I want to really tackle here, Allie, is the context of this passage, because you can't understand this verse until you understand the context of the verse. But when you understand the context, you'll go, brain explode. Here we go. (laughs) Okay. Well, there's a tease for you. It's going to make you say Shazam or some other version of what Allie said. Allie Allie is so walking with God these days. I'm so proud of you. I have to put in a little extra mustard when you're not in the studio. You do well. Shazam. Did you hear me? I said it again, but now I'm just that like. Was, that one, <laughs> so that, you are not Gomer Pyle, that is for sure. <laughs> no, sister. I'm not. Okay, we've got the correct <laughs> passage of scripture and the context that's coming up. Waking you up with adrenaline and Jesus. We're Carl and Crew Mornings.
Let me read you the central passage today. It comes out of John 13, 34 and 35. A new commandment I give to you that you love one another just as I have loved you. You also are to love one another. By this all people will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. Love one another is repeated quite a few times, Carl. It's almost hard to even say it correctly because you feel like it gets a little redundant, Redundant. but it's because it's important. Yeah, I mean, it's a new commandment. You know, it's a fascinating thing when you look at Scripture as a whole and you start breaking down, okay, we find in Exodus 20, Deuteronomy 6, I believe, the Ten Commandments, and then you go, all these years go by, and then Jesus says, a new commandment that I give to you. I think we need to perk up and go, hold it here a second. Jesus has given a new commandment on the way to the cross. And the bottom line is, the church, to be seen as Christ's kids, has to be found loving each other. And love is a verb. And love is costly. And it takes some investment. And I was mentioning earlier, it's got to be done by everyone because I'll tell you what, subcontracting love out to a pastoral staff ain't going to cut it. It ain't going to cut it, Allie. Now, when you mean subcontracting it out, you're a pastor. So I'm what does this hyperbolic. look like? You get a call from yeah. somebody who wants you to do something that maybe they also could do? Is that what you mean? Well, sometimes it's that formal. Sometimes it's like I think we think the pastors are there to love the church, right? Mm-hmm. And so, boy, I, I mean, we can put undue expectations on pastors. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to speak up for pastors here right now. Pastors look over shoulders sometimes just like everyone else does, okay? Sometimes you can get hurt because the pastors, there might be someone bolting for the door and they've like in, got in their heart, oh, I got to talk to that person. Have you ever had somebody look over your shoulder when they're talking to yeah. you? Yeah, so they're yeah. talking to you, but all of a sudden you're aware yeah. that maybe they're looking to talk to someone else. So you feel like, oh, okay, let yeah. time to move on. Right. Uh, so first off, pastors aren't perfect. They're people who God has put in a position of, of authority and responsibility, and that's cool. But I think the biggest thing that I have as a heart for pastors is that there is something about body life. That was a word that was uh, invented. Oh, goodness. Who was that guy? Chuck Smith helped kind of keep that cooking, too, back in the 60s, 70s. But body life used to be a big deal, and it was born out of this passage. And it's that a new commandment I give to you, that you love one another as I have loved you. Why was he saying this? Because he's going. The senior pastor of that little church was heading out, Allie. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm. So, what so do you, what do we take from this? There's so much to this, Allie. We could talk about this for a month of Sundays. I think we've got to ask ourselves, how are we doing at this 11th commandment? How are we doing? I think that, I mean, come on, it's a commandment. This isn't a suggestion. This is a commandment. The question is, how are we doing at this 11th commandment? And if we're sucking wind or if we've got something to, to, to change, we need to do it. Now, the... The problem here is that we go, oh, I got to love people better. And you know how that makes my hair turn red when we talk like that, right? (laughs) That sense of duty, obligation, pressure. Yep. Yep. And that's not where we need to be. So conviction is an awesome thing. Condemnation or shoulds are a bad thing. So I'd say the takeaway on this one is we've got to tap into a power bigger than ours. Now, ironically, coming up, I want to tell you, 
Or am I waiting too long on this one? No, ah, you're, you're good. I'm, Go ahead. I'm okay. Coming up here, I want to get into, because, look, you know what comes after John 13? John 14. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And in John 14 is the power of the Holy Spirit. And what Jesus says to his disciples is a game changer. So I'm going to give you the punchline right now. But there's a nuance in this text that's amazing. Because some of us are living like orphans and we ought not be. And I'm going to get into that. But we have the power to love well, bottom line. Okay. So we have the power. Where does that power (laughs) come from? How do we tap into it? So we are really fueled to love people, not out of duty or obligation, but out of an overflow of the love of God in us. Whether it's number one or 100, take that step with Jesus today. You're listening to Carlin Crew Mornings. Quick heads up, if you've not signed up, we have a big, big giveaway going on right now. It's our Israel Flyaway Contest. Moody Radio is going to send uh, two guests to Israel for a 12-day tour of the Holy Land. Airfares covered, hotels are covered, a couple meals a day are covered. If you want to get in on this trip, valued over $11,000. This giveaway runs through the month of January, and then a week or two into February, they will draw uh, the winner. So go ahead and text the word TRIP. We'll get you signed up. Text TRIP to 312-274-9624. TRIP to 312 312- Two seven four nine six two four. Carl just got back from the Holy Land. He's down with the bugs, so he's been broadcasting from home the last couple of days. Feel, get improving, but you sound a little worse today. I know that's always how it goes. That's often how it goes. Yeah, yeah I feel like I'm coughing more today than I was the last couple of days. I was, I, I was in every bone in my body ache the last two mornings, guys. Yeah. But today, no, I'm just starting to go through that part of this thing. But it's cool. God's good. That's good. So as we talk about these four attributes of being a disciple, this is a big one. This is the new commandment that's given us, that Jesus gave to us to love one another. Yeah, this is so good. A new commandment. So this is the 11th commandment. And that's kind of fun. So we talked about that a little bit earlier. If you want to get the showcast, you can understand that. You might go, 11th commandment. This guy's a heretic. No, (laughs) it's Jesus's word here. A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another just as I have loved you. You are also to love one another by this love for each other. All people will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. So that's why it's a commandment, because it's also evangelistic. Not only do we care for each other, but it's clearly evangelistic. Now, I just want to do a little run through here because we're going to get into the fuel for loving each other that we can't can't neglect it, guys can't do it. But. In Ephesians 1, verse 13, we find in him, we've heard this word of truth, the gospel of salvation, believed in him, we were sealed with the promised Holy Spirit. So we were sealed. People ask me all the time, man, did did you receive the Holy Spirit when you were filled? Yeah. When I was saved, I was absolutely filled and sealed with the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. And then people ask me, do you want to continue to be filled with the Holy Spirit? Yes. Apostle Paul says, be filled with the Holy Spirit. Don't be drunk with wine, but be filled with the Holy Spirit. And just like wine drinkers tip it up, you know, over and over again, we, Jesus followers, is supposed to be tipping it up, getting the Spirit in us. Same way. It's a perfect metaphor. But then here's what we find. If you love me, this is just the following these words, okay? This is so important. Following these words, this is Jesus on the way to the cross. He says, if you love me, keep my commandments. Well, what's the commandment he just said? Love one another, right? Yeah. 
And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another helper to be with you, even the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees him, because the Holy Spirit is not like physically can't be seen like Jesus can be, nor knows him, but you know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. So the Holy Spirit hadn't indwelled the saints yet, because that happened in Acts 2 at Pentecost. But the Holy Spirit was touch and go, in and out, And now the Holy Spirit was, he said, he's been with you, but will be in you. Here's the kicker. And by the way, then it goes on to verse 18 says, I will not leave you as orphans. I think that's a bad little chapter chapter break they have here in the text. There were no chapter breaks. It was just a letter written. But here's the kicker. If we neglect the power of the Holy Spirit, we neglect the very helper Jesus said he was going to give us so that we could love one another well. So this, this notion, if you've got, if you were raised in a theological bent that did not talk about the power of the Holy Spirit, you better get your nose in the word again, because you need him. He is here. He hears us. You've been sealed in him for crying out loud. And by the way, it's, you can quench him. Some people say, well, if I've got the Holy Spirit, everything's fine. No, no. Not necessarily, because in Thessalonians 5, um, let me get this here, uh, verses 16 through 24. This is what we find. Do not quench the Holy Spirit. In fact, let me back up from there. Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Do not quench the Spirit. So the Spirit is quenchable, which you don't want to do. You don't want to do that. We've been sealed with the Holy Spirit. The Spirit is quenchable. But if we quench the Spirit, we have no ability to love one another. Because the Spirit, according to Jesus in John 14, is the helper who's going to give us the fuel to love one another and to live the 11th commandment. So we, if we are not full of the Holy Spirit, then we will not be no. able to other, love other people well. You're exactly right. That's the right. big t- takeaway, right? Yeah, that's the big takeaway. The Holy Spirit is the juice for loving people well. And I think, uh, look, I get this, and I used to say this a lot. I haven't said it much lately. We go through seasons on our show featuring different things. Isn't that funny how that goes? But, yeah. <laughs> um, look, I get it. Uh, there are some straight-up crazy teachers on TV that's just some of these guys that are bilking people for money in the name of God and and they evoke the name of the Holy Spirit. I get it. There's abuses. There's, there's people that focus on the gifts of the Holy Spirit rather than the power of the Holy Spirit. The power of the Holy Spirit is to live a righteous life. The gifts of the Holy Spirit are to minister to one another. And by the way, they aren't even for us. They're for others. So you got to be careful. Because if you, if you get this thing, if you neglect or quench the power of the Holy Spirit, you're not going to be able to love each other well. And if you feature things of the Holy Spirit that were not the primary function of the Spirit, the primary function of the Spirit is to fuel us to be this helper so that we will not be as orphans. I'm going to be this bold. To not tap the power of the Spirit is to live as a spiritual orphan in this world today. Wow. 
We'd love to hear from you on this one, Boom Crew, as you're listening to what Carl is talking about. This Holy Spirit-powered love is different than anything else that anyone can offer you. People can do nice things for you, can do a favor for you here and there. But I want to hear from you. If you have been loved well, someone loved you, and it was Spirit-powered love right when you needed it, that's what we want to hear today. Let's get some examples of this. 312-274-9624. When were you loved really well by the body of Christ? 312-274-9624. Not talk about the power of the Holy Spirit. You better get your nose in the word again because you need him. He is here. He hears us. You've been sealed in him for crying out loud. And by the way, it's you can quench him. Some people say, well, if I've got the Holy Spirit, everything's fine. No, no, not necessarily. Because in Thessalonians 5, um, let me get this here, uh, verses 16 through 24. This is what we find. Do not quench the Holy Spirit. In fact, let me back up from there. Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Do not quench the Spirit. So the Spirit is quenchable, which you don't want to do. You don't want to do that. We've been sealed with the Holy Spirit. The Spirit is quenchable. But if we quench the Spirit, we have no ability to love one another because the Spirit, according to Jesus in John 14, is the helper who's going to give us the fuel to love one another and to live the 11th commandment. So we, if we are not full of the Holy Spirit, then we will not be able to love other people. Well, you're exactly the big takeaway, right? Yeah. That's the big takeaway. The Holy Spirit is the juice for loving people. Well, and I think, uh, look, I get this, and I used to say this a lot. I haven't said it much lately. We go through seasons on our show featuring different things. Isn't that funny how that goes? But yeah. <laughs> um, Look, I get it. Uh, there are some straight-up crazy teachers on TV. That's just some of these guys that are bilking people for money in the name of God, and, and they evoke the name of the Holy Spirit. I get it. There's abuses. There's There's people that focus on the gifts of the Holy Spirit rather than the power of the Holy Spirit. The power of the Holy Spirit is to live a righteous life. The gifts of the Holy Spirit are to minister to one another. And by the way, they aren't even for us. They're for others. So you got to be careful because if you, if you get this thing, if you neglect or quench the power of the Holy Spirit, you're not going to be able to love each other well. And if you feature things of the Holy Spirit that were not the primary function of the Spirit, the primary function of the Spirit is to fuel us to be this helper so that we will not be as orphans. I'm going to be this bold. To not tap the power of the Spirit is to live as a spiritual orphan in this world today. Wow. We'd love to hear from you on this one, Boom Crew, as you're listening to what Carl is talking about. This Holy Spirit-powered love is different than anything else that anyone can offer you. People can do nice things for you, can do a favor for you here and there. But I want to hear from you. If you have been loved well, someone loved you, and it was Spirit-powered love right when you needed it, that's what we want to hear today. Let's get some examples of this. 312-274-9624. When were you loved really well by the body of Christ? 312-274-9624. Got to go into work? Don't worry. Check out the Carlin Cruz Showcast wherever you like to stream. 
You're listening to Carl and Crew Mornings. So what does it mean to quench the Holy Spirit? Carl, we see this in Scripture, but it's raised some questions for people today. Yeah, it's a good English word, and it's translated really well, so it's not like we need more definition for it. It means to put out or extinguish. So you don't want to quench the Spirit, because the first and primary definition of quenching, so when you quench your thirst, you're putting out your need for water, right? You're Mm -hmm. putting that out. When you quench the spirit, you're putting out or extinguishing the power of the Holy Spirit. You don't want to quench the spirit. So that's in simple form. You, you, we can quench the spirit. And I think one of the best someday we got to get into this a little bit. Uh, When you look at uh, first Thessalonians five, 16 through 22, we find this call to not quench the, the power of the Holy Spirit. And there's a few different ways that we can do that. But one is to totally neglect the power of the Holy Spirit for sure. And that's to not even recognize that he's with us. He is in us. And we've been left not as orphans, but we've been given this helper. By the way, when Jesus goes to the cross and we find this in John 16 as well, uh, he says that it is to your advantage that I go. What? And the advantage was that we were going to have the Holy Spirit in us. So I just want to hammer this here quickly. If you were raised in a faith tradition that did not feature the power of the Holy Spirit, today is the day to get your nose in the word. I would go to John 14 and John 16, because that's the primary teaching of Jesus on the power of the Holy Spirit. Just check that out. But you don't want to quench it because quenching the spirit in the context of John 14 causes us to not keep his commandments And the 11th commandment that is given by Jesus is to love one another just as I have loved you. Thanks for that. I just pulled up an article as well. Give me a second. I'll create a a keyword for those of you who are uh, interested in going a little bit deeper on this whole quench the spirit thing. Uh, Coming up after after this song, I'll have a keyword ready for you and an article if you want to do a deeper dive. Don't just keep it to yourself. Give what you've heard to a friend with a Carlin Crew Showcast. Just go to carlincrew.org. Hey, we're glad to have you with us here on Carl and Crew Mornings. I promised a resource uh, on quenching the Holy Spirit. We've had uh, quite a few questions about that this morning. If you want to do a deeper dive, uh, just text the word quench. I found a good article for you. Text quench. You'll put it in your phone. Your phone will recognize how to spell it. Quench to 312-274-9624. Just text the word quench to 312-274-9624. Coming to you live from the Morningstar Mission Sponsored Studios, this is Carl and Crew Mornings on 90.1 FM Moody Radio. How well do you love people? How well have you been loved by people? We're looking at John 13, 34 through 35. Carl's been calling this the 11th commandment. A new commandment I give to you that you love one another just as I have loved you. You also are to love one another. By this, all people will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. I asked you this question, and Carl, I know that this is your heart as well. When this is done well, it's a picture of a vibrant, healthy, growing body of Christ, right? Yeah, and it points people to Jesus. I mean, this is what Jesus said. One of the greatest tools for evangelism that we have is how we love each other in the body of Christ. Yeah, if, if they come in and they just see a glorified bowling league, hmm. what, what do we got? Yeah. If they see, uh, you know, a, uh, a book club, boy, that's kind of funny, book club. Boy, we can't become a book mm. club in the church. We have the 
power to love people well by the power of the Holy Spirit. And it changes everything. So I asked you for your examples of when you've been loved really well by the body of Christ. Donna, Donna B. calling in this morning from Chicago. You were loved well uh, when you went through a tough time as a child. Tell us about it. Yeah, I would consider myself as a pew baby, um, born in the church, uh, but not necessarily, you know, always had the church in me. Mm -hmm. But um, I can remember my mom and dad divorcing when we were very, when I was very, very young. And mom kept us in church and the church family just loved on us, loved on my mom. We had um, uncles and there was nothing that we had need of yeah. that w- wasn't provided in terms of encouragement, even encouragement to go to college, encouragement, uh, you know, in life situations. Sure. And um, yeah, it, 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 it was just a, a wonderful time even growing up. And even now as an adult, um, my dad just passed and the family of God was just like, well, let us, how can we help you? Mm. You know, what is it that we can do? And so, yeah, it's, it's been a wonderful journey. Donna, thanks for calling in and sharing your story this morning, Carl. When, when the body of Christ gets it, gets it right, man, it's worth celebrating. There's nothing more beautiful. Man, Nothing oh. more beautiful. Well, coming up, we've got a real treat for you. Talk about loving other people well during their time of need. We're going to feature an incredible ministry that does just that. Your shot of hope to make it through the day. It's Carl and Crew Mornings. Well, what a treat we have this morning. I want to introduce you to a special guest. He's a friend of our program. His name is Chris Baker. He's the founder of Inc. 180, which we're going to tell you about here in just a minute. It is National Trafficking Awareness and Prevention Month. So this is just an awesome time to spotlight ministries that are doing incredible work on the front lines. Chris, first, just give us an overview for those who are brand new and don't know you or Inc. 180. This is a pretty unique ministry. Tell us about it. Yeah, thanks for having me, Allie. Inc. 180 uh, was founded back in 2011, and basically what we do, we're a tattoo shop with a purpose. Christian Tattoo Shop, we remove and cover tattoos absolutely free of charge for people that are leaving gang life and going in a better direction, survivors of sex trafficking who were branded by their pimps or traffickers, domestic violence survivors who have tattoos or scars from that time period that they want to cover up, um, and self-harm survivors. Mm. Specifically with trafficking, for those who may not be aware, what is the link between tattoos and the trafficking industry? Yeah, about um, about 10 years ago, I was in a meeting with Homeland Security's gang unit, and then the, their trafficking team sat, sat in on it, and they started showing me pictures of women, mostly women, uh, some males who were being trafficked, um, but they were being tattooed and marked as property. We saw things like barcode tattoos, uh, just to tell them, like, hey, you're a piece of product that I could buy, sell, trade, or throw you away whenever I feel like it. Mm. Uh, We see pimps' names, just vulgar images and words scrawled on them with tattoos and also gang symbols because gangs are very prevalent in the world of trafficking at this point. So, Chris, how do you get into work like this? Give us a little bit of your own story. Well, I grew up in South Central Los Angeles uh, in gang neighborhoods, and I was not about that life. And, you know, all my friends seemed to be involved in gangs uh, when I was growing up, but I was an artist and uh, I, I started doing tattoos on my mom's front porch with her sewing kit at 15. And Whoa. that's, that's how I stayed alive in South Central Los Angeles in the eighties. And uh, 
you know, I, I lost a lot of friends growing up due to their activity. And uh, my best friend, Dante, had been in jail and actually had found Christ when he was incarcerated and got out and, and he was telling us all about it. And we we're all, you know, a bunch of knucklehead guys. And we're like, <laughs> yeah, well, whatever, whatever, you know, you kind of come back to your old life and stuff. And that night he was, he was shot and killed in a drive-by shooting. Wow. And I was about three feet away from him. And my best friend planted a seed in, in my heart that day that didn't take root until I moved my family here to Illinois, but he passed away that night. And um, when I moved here with my family to Chicago, we'd watch the news every night and, you know, kind of in between the, the Bears score and the weather report, they would talk briefly about how many kids were shot on the south and west sides. Mm -hmm. and I got angry and, you know, I, I got faith in my life about that time. And I used to be one of those people that would sit around and watch that stuff and say, man, somebody's got to do something about this. This is ridiculous. And then when Jesus started the transformation process in my heart, he said, hey, wake up, you are somebody. And I want you to go use the gifts that you've been given to help make an impact. Wow. And that was, that was the birth of Inc. 180. Now, you just recently got a pretty cool award. The Inc. 180 got the 2022 FBI Director's Award for Community Service. First of all, congratulations. Thank um, you. Just, this is the 10th year you've been doing this, the 10th year of the ministry. Describe what that, what that means to you, that sort of uh, recognition. I know you don't do it for that, but wow, that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's always nice to be recognized by people that you just great, greatly respect and the work that the FBI does and in rescuing and recovering uh, those who are being victimized is just tremendous. So definitely a, a huge honor that we give to God. Uh, but yeah, we've been doing this for 10 years. We've helped over 10,000 people free of charge, given away over $1.5 million in free service. And it's just the most tremendous blessing in my life besides my wife and my kids. Because, <laughs> you know, it's like I get to see Jesus work in people right next to them mm. and hear their story of transformation and what, what God's doing in their lives. It's, it's a huge blessing to us to be able to do this work. You know, so coming up, let's get some stories from, from Chris Baker, the founder of Inc. 180. It's one thing to talk about the work that's being done and even about awards, but there are real lives, real people who are being impacted by this ministry. Stories from Chris Baker coming up. Got to go into work? Don't worry. Check out the Carl and Crew Showcast wherever you like to stream. You're listening to Carl and Crew Mornings. We've got Chris Baker with us this morning, founder of Inc. 180 in Oswego. And it's an incredible ministry that does uh, offers real second chances to those who have have unwanted tattoos, whether it's uh, from gang association or trafficking. It is National Sex Trafficking Awareness Prevention Month. Uh, Chris, give us give us some stories. Uh, a young woman or sometimes a young man walks into your uh, your tattoo shop. And how does the conversation usually start? Well, they're, they're very delicate, especially when it comes to trafficking survivors. Uh, I don't ever want to say or, or ask anything that could trigger their, you know, most of the time the survivors have a certain level of PTSD, usually quite severe. So it's a very delicate conversation. But, you know, once they become comfortable with us, which is pretty quick, they start telling us what they went through, but not just what they went through, but kind of where they're at now and where they dream to be in the future. And that's the other beautiful thing about it is we get to hear that play out and then we get to follow up with them and, and help come alongside them and offer them support, whether it's from us or other organizations that we partner with and help those dreams kind of come to fruition. Yeah. We had a young woman, um, we'll call her Jennifer for the sake of this conversation. She lived in a neighboring state and was trafficked for six years, Wow. was covered in a sting operation, went through a safe house that we partner with did tremendous. Um, she 
was addicted to drugs when she was being trafficked, which is a pretty common thing. So another way that the traffickers keep them doing what they have them doing. She got clean, sober, and just did tremendous through her whole safe house situation. And you know, when I, when I sit and listen to their stories, they're brutal. Um, it keeps me going to counseling because I have to offload it to somebody where I become very hardened mm -hmm. by their stories. And when I do, you know, I kind of sit back and talk to my wife about it afterwards. And I'm like, man, if I don't know how I would be if that was me. I don't know if I'd want to just go live in a cabin in the woods somewhere and just cut myself off from society. But this young woman did some really amazing things. Uh, she went to lawmakers in her state and proposed a bill to create a program called John School. So anytime someone was convicted of attempting to buy sex, they had to go through an eight-week program where they learned about sex trafficking and all the things tied wow. to it as an educational experience. Similar to like when people get a DUI, they have to mm -hmm. take classes. Yeah. So she got that bill passed unanimously in her state. And then she went and did the work of creating the program. And it was amazing because she called me and she said, hey, I want to send you this draft and see what you think. So I, I read through it and I was blown away. I thought it was incredible and something that should be done in every state, which is something that's in process right now. But about six months later, she called me. I was going to be in her state doing some cover-ups for other survivors. And she called me and said, hey, why don't you go to this place? They're going to do the first classes. Why don't you go check it out? You can just observe. I did. So I walk in. It's in a college campus in a lecture hall. I walk down the stairs and I, I hear the speaker kind of starting and doing an intro. And I look and it's her. Oh, wow. So not only did she survive this, she's thrived through it. She wrote this program, got it passed into law and teaches it. So these men that come face to face with the reality of what they've done have to listen to her tell them for eight weeks kind of the whole story, what they didn't know. Mm. It's just an incredible thing to, to observe. My goodness. What an incredible story. So you right? get to come alongside someone who needs those marks removed because that's part right. of the transformation, right? I mean, the work is happening on the inside, but there's outside marks that they don't want anymore. That's right. We The way we look at it, we say that uh, Jesus heals their heart and soul and we heal their skin and we meet in the middle. Wow. That's the way we look at it. Now, there's a uh, big football game coming up next month and you're going to be headed there. Tell us why. Yeah, we go to the Super Bowl every year, um, wherever it is. And trafficking is a huge issue at the Super Bowl because if you look at it, you know, we've all been priced out of going to the Super Bowl. I could never afford to go to the game. But it's, it's become a corporate trip, which makes it kind of a boy's trip, right? So big corporations will take their top 10 or 15 clients out, and they just make a weekend of it. And guys with money and no supervision sometimes will do some very terrible things. Mm. So pimps and traffickers will descend on that city and bring their those that they're selling. And we work with law enforcement to help them go out, locate, and bring them in. Um, make arrests where needed on, on the Johns and the traffickers, but recover those who are being trafficked. And we've been doing that for the last nine years. Chris, I thank you so much for the work that you're doing. And I know if you're listening, maybe this conversation is uncomfortable for you. Maybe it feels graphic. This is the reality of what's happening. This is not just happening overseas. This is happening in neighborhoods. The one that you live in, the one that I live in, it's often a hidden thing that goes undetected until you see it. And when you see it, you can't look away. Chris, thanks for being with us this morning. Thanks so much, Allie. I appreciate you.
Inc180.com. If you want more information or to donate to this incredible ministry, uh, important to mention that all of this work is done based on donations. The women, the young men who come in seeking this kind of assistance, they're never charged. So all of this is done by the support of those who believe in the work. So go to Inc180.com, Inc180.com. Get more from your morning show. Check us out on social media. Just search Carl and Crew Mornings on Facebook and Instagram. Well, if you've got plans tonight, can you cancel them? Can you rearrange some things to be in for a cool webinar? Seven o'clock, Carl's going to be hosting to give you some information about some coaching. It's the T7R, the seven resolutions. That's the book that he released just over a year ago. Here's the deal. You can change in 2023, but it's not going to happen by your power. So if you have bad habits that you've just kind of written off as this is just the way it's going to be, or you've thought that some of your patterns could never be changed, this is going to be for you. So if you want to jump on tonight, totally free to jump on this webinar. It's at seven o'clock. Just text the word seven to three, one, two, two, seven, four, nine, six, two, four, text seven to three, one, two, two, seven, four. 9624. What you're going to get, you can be totally anonymous. You don't have to turn your camera on or or anything like that. You're going to get a vision for what coaching looks like. So you can decide if that's a step that you need to take. So text the word seven to 312-274-9624. Carl is still broadcasting from home in his basement, but he's hanging tough today. You're sounding, but despite some coughs, you're sounding pretty good. (laughs) Yeah, bouncing back. Bouncing back's relative, though. My goodness, this was a booty kicker. I feel for you if you've got a bug right now. It's going around right now. Yeah, there's a lot going around. Just hang in there, guys. Hang in there. God's going to get you through it. And by the way, when we're sick, it's a golden opportunity for us to really listen to what the Lord's saying. Sometimes we're thinking, oh, I don't even want to talk to God. Yeah, this is a great time to talk to God, even when you're getting hammered with a bug. So try it out. Yeah. Jonathan, you have a story you want to share of a time when you were loved really well. Yeah. So the church loved me really well by really showing up for me and my wife at a time of need. Mm -hmm. So last September, my wife and I were living in an apartment complex and we had to move out very quickly uh, because we had a mold issue uh, that was not being taken care of uh, and we couldn't fix it on our own. And so it was no longer safe for us to live there. And we had decided on a Wednesday, we we have to get out of here. And we packed up that night and Thursday morning and left. And but we couldn't do it all ourselves. We had to, you know, rent, we rented a truck in 12 hours notice. And, you know, about 24 hours later, we were fully out of it completely. And <laughs> wow. And in the midst of that rush, you know, we we didn't know, you know, who could help us and and how we were going to do this all by ourselves. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I made a couple of calls to let some people know. And I know there was one guy who came in on Thursday morning and he started his his work day at three in the afternoon and works till about midnight. And he came in to give his the the day, the part of the day where he wasn't working. I had a friend from church who came. uh, He's a firefighter and he just finished his 24 hour shift and he drove right over from there to do that. I called my boss, Matt, a believer as well, obviously, and said, hey, I can't come in this morning because I've got to do the move out. And he said, how can I help? He lives about an hour and a half away from me. But he drove and brought his van and gave us the extra space and the ability to help us move. And and so in the midst of the rush and the feeling like how in the world can we even do something like this 
all of these believers dropped everything they had and said, we're here to help. We're here to make sure that you guys are taken care of. And they did. Carl, what do you say to a story like that? I say it's really cool that we got a manager that'll help us all move. <laughs> I mean, that's for, for starters. That's really good. A, that's I mean, that's unusual. Let me write that note down. Yeah, yeah. Matt can help me move. <laughs> I got that down. No, I mean, that's just the body of Christ. And yeah. I, it's, we, we, nothing should outstrip the testimony of the power of Christ than the church when we're loving each other well. And that's how it gets practical. And this is what's cool is that when we're loving each other well, it doesn't require as many phone calls for pastoral support. Are there things that you need pastoral support for? Sure. Absolutely. But really, the body of Christ has been given all the gifts we need to edify each other. And God wants your your gift to be used in the lives of other people. You know, I think one of the great losses in the church today is that we're going to church, but we aren't loving the church. And the funny thing is, is that when we have you ever had this happen, guys, where it's like, oh, maybe it was someone thought even driving to your house, Jonathan. Because it, it happens. Yeah. It's like, man, I'm tired. I mean, the guy that pulled of the course. old nighter shift, yeah. he might have had a moment where he's like, oh, man, it's going to be tough. Yeah, I wouldn't but blame him if he didn't. Yeah, but here's the kicker. The joy was all his. Mm-hmm. See, when you walk out of there, you know you've done something. It wasn't for you. It was to serve someone else. Yeah. And the great boomerang effect when we throw out love is that it comes back and knocks us out right between the eyes. And that's what's cool. So let's get some more stories. If you've been loved well, think of a time where you really had the body of Christ come around you. 312-274-9624. Coming up, I'll share one of my own stories of a time when I felt really loved almost so much so you know you ever been so loved by people that you almost feel uncomfortable you don't even know how to take it (laughs) yeah yeah i had one of those moments i'll share about it coming up boom crew celebrate what god is doing in you this is carl and crew mornings so it only took about two hours after i had given birth to my second child when i realized i was in way over my head (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's a pretty, I think that's a pretty normal feeling when, so. as a new mom. But as days turned to weeks, turned to months, wasn't really getting better. And uh, this was right after, this was in 2012. And this was a difficult year for our family in a lot of ways. So there were a lot of stressors. And my husband had some commitments with work that required him to be overseas. And I had to stay back with the kids. So I was alone with a three-year-old and a newborn. And then postpartum depression hit. And life was just super dark. I wasn't sleeping well. My thoughts were crazy. And it just, it was so hard. And there was, I was a part of this mom's group at church and they organized a meal train for me. And if you've been a part of a meal train, you know, you get a link and you pick a time and you say, I'm going to bring lasagna and a salad on Wednesday, the 13th, Yeah, (laughs) you know? And so I had never really had this done for me. I'd, I'd signed up for one, but I'd never been on the receiving end. And so as these women would come in and bring a meal, it was a relief to not have to cook that night. It was one less thing on my list, but they would come in and the love and care that they would show me 
Some of them would sit down and talk a little bit. Some of them would just bring in this bag of food and they had, they would, it was Puerto Rican rice and it was meat and it was sometimes it was a casserole. And there was such care that was taken to make sure that I was taken care of during this really hard season. And I felt, I didn't even know what to do with that. It did feel a little uncomfortable. You know what I mean, Carl, where you're like, Ah, I don't know. I don't know how it it takes a vulnerability to be able to receive. Sometimes it's easier to give than to find ourselves totally desperate in need and need other people. You're right. I mean, it can be very it can be tough, especially for some personalities. And I, I think I'd tend to be a little bit more in that camp with you. But that's. That is a humble place to be. It's a good place to be. It is. God shows us something about our need for others that we otherwise wouldn't know. So true. So we asked you to call in with your stories of times when you were loved really well. So I want to get to the phones here before we go to news. Uh, Mary Lou from Indiana, tell me about a time when you were loved really well by the body of Christ. Well, this was um, 16 years ago. And I went to a spiritual retreat called the Indiana Dunes Great Banquet in Valparaiso, Indiana. I know you guys are not new to tears, so I am going to be crying. It's okay. (laughs) It's okay. (laughs) And uh, I really didn't know what to expect. Um, A number of people from my church had tried to get me to go for years, and I always had some excuse not to go. Well, when I went, I was blown away. There's a group of people who work for months planning this and um, getting together weekly. And uh, they have already been guests at this. And the love that was poured out on all of us by people who did not know me at all just blew me away. Mm. And I had always gone to church my whole life. My whole family did. But I cannot say that I had a personal relationship with God or Jesus before I went to that weekend. And um, my heart was really opened up. And I haven't been the same since. Mary Lou, thank you so much from Dyer, Indiana, calling in this morning. What a sweet story. I mean, it could still bring you to tears if you talk about it enough, the love of God shown through his people. Let's squeeze in one more. Ruthie from Crown Point, give us your story. When were you loved really well uh, by other believers? Uh, so um, my boyfriend and I were going to church, and um, he had started with a uh, attending a small uh, men's group in our church and just really loved on him and um, just really opened up a lot of avenues just for communication and to talk. And we were living together at the time, and which was obviously sin. Mm-hmm. Um, but we had this group along with a couple, which were elders in our church, really just take us in and just speak the word over us, not condemnation. Um, We started meeting with the elders, uh, this couple in our church, um, who just walked us through and are walking us through. Uh, That was on a Friday, on a Tuesday, that following Tuesday, uh, they provided a place. He moved out. Um, Our relationship with God obviously just skyrocketed personally, and then as well growing in the Lord together. But they just, it was handled with such grace and not condemnation and allowed just the word of God just to work in our lives and just to reveal and to show us. And they just loved us. And they're still loving us. They're still loving us through it. Even to this day, we still meet with them and they still pour out to us. 
Ruthie from Crown Point. I love that story, yeah, Carl. So sometimes good. love is is speaking truth in love. In love is the key, and that's that's what she felt. You know, it's it's that's one of the most power. I love hearing testimonies like that because a lot of times we wonder. How, how do we handle tough situations like a couple that's coming into the church and they're shacked up and what if, you know, they're, they're kind of ripping off themselves a little bit. How do you make that bridge? I'll tell you what, love opens the pathway for us to speak the toughest truths in the coolest way. And Ruthie's an example of that. Hey, this is Carl with Carl and crew. And I'm so grateful that you listened to this show cast. Thank you mostly for being part of the Boom Crew. As we help you take your next step with Jesus, you're a huge encouragement to us. We'll be here again live every weekday morning from 5 to 9 a.m. Godspeed.